Hey, hey, we want to thank Bill.com for sponsoring the Thrivecast. We've been using Bill.com and our own firm for many years with a sweet new user interface. It's an AI-enabled platform, international payments, all kinds of things. We love Bill.com. Bill.com, thank you for sponsoring the Thrivecast. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Thrivecast. You know this is our 11th season. This is the second show of our 11th season, and we're so pumped. We turn these from just audio only to video cast too. So we're putting these on all the YouTube, all of the podcast channels, and we're so excited to continue to talk about entrepreneurship for accounting firm owners really all over the world. That's where our listeners are. And I have a special guest, Joe Irwin, and he's the co-founder of former president of a huge agency, Irwin Penland. A lot of people know about that. It's now EP and Co., which he and his wife Gretchen opened back in 86. So he's been doing this for quite a while. Just small clients. He's had like Verizon, Denny's, Michelin, L.L. Bean, really small clients. Uh, and in 2015, he moved and did, not moved uh, literally, but he actually started Irwin Creates which is just a creative arm that does a co-working space. It is an office space that Julie and I actually have our Thrival headquarters in. Uh, and so since Joe was also bored, he started a professional soccer team, <laughs> which uh, who does that when they're bored? But Joe Irwin does. So instead of going through all that, I just want to talk through it and welcome Joe to the show. So Joe, thanks for hanging out with us Man, on the Thrivecast. It's great to be with you. In, anytime you, Julie, call me, I'm going to be wherever you tell me to be. Well, it is, we're, you have so much wisdom and, you know, we're always walking around Endeavor, which is this yeah. space that you yeah. and Shannon created, which is gorgeous, right? Everybody knows it's a it's a gorgeous space to work and be, and yeah. it's a very creative space. And so uh, you and Shannon are always there supporting the entrepreneur. So thank you for doing that, and yeah. thank you for, for being on the show with us. Yeah, so. it's an absolute pleasure, and knowing that uh, there are a lot of accounting uh, people on the show, yep. I have a great appreciation for <laughs> accountants. Do. Because yeah. uh, it is the key to running successful business. It is. That you know where the money is, yeah. how it's spent, right. how to allocate. It, it's a huge job, yeah. and I have great appreciation. Well, cool. And so it's a, it really is an honor to be with you. Very cool. Well, Joe, so, um, okay, so just to get a little bit of the history, you, you came into town way back 80s, to, yeah. and you built Irwin Penland at that time, to a 400-person agency? Right. Is that right. What was the story of kind of you coming in town and starting yeah, that? Yeah, my wife and I were are from the South. Uh, she grew up in Lexington, Kentucky. Okay, I yeah. grew up all over Greenville, yeah. Tampa, Charlotte. Yeah. But uh, we ended up in New York City together mm. as newlyweds. She worked for one large agency. I was down the street with another one, two nice. of the top 10 agencies in nice. New York City at the time. And we loved it. We loved the time in Manhattan. Yeah. Great place to, you know, in your 20-something. Oh, yeah, that's And you're fun, married. Man. Uh, yeah. And, and the jobs were stimulating. I used to tell people, Jason, and they'd say, what's it like to not have a car and yeah. live in New York City? Yeah. And I said, well, you know, you walk everywhere. And I don't even think of it as so much as walking to work. Yeah. It's floating. <laughs> because the pace of the city yeah. is so great. It's just that's stimulating so cool. yeah. to be there. But as a Southern boy, 
after about four years, okay. the city starts to do this I to see. me. You okay. know, you miss the you know the, the ocean and the yeah. mountains and just green space. Yeah, yeah. You can only go to Central Park so many times. That's or right. Gramercy Park or right. whatever. So we wanted to start our own company. Mm. And we came back to Greenville where we had met at an agency mm-hmm. and started Irwin Penland. It was just the two of us. Wow. And one gentleman who we were in the process of buying out. Uh, Jerry Penland, and that's where the Penland of Irwin Penland comes from. Mm. He stayed with us only 90 days. So, <laughs> was and that, that was purpose? his choice. Yeah, okay. it was his <laughs> choice. He wanted to retire. <clears throat> and so from there, we had to grow it with what resources we had, life savings of $5,000. <laughs> How we saved that much in four years, I don't know. I know. And uh, and yeah, you're right. It, it took off, and we became one of the Five largest ad agencies in the southern U.S., Good I think. Grief. Yeah, and Man. we were acquired by Hill Holiday yeah. out of Boston, which mm-hmm. was part of IPG, mm. and yeah. continued to run it. Um, the trio that was uh, in leadership, we continued to run it for mm-hmm. them for 10 years, mm. and um, Gretchen retired after the first 20 years. Yeah. I stayed on for another 10. And, wow. And then left to start Irwin Creates. That is so awesome. Yeah. So when when somebody grows something to be that large, yeah. um, I know there's there's a lot of luck sometimes in entrepreneurship. Sure. But, but you're making a lot of strategic, difficult decisions right. to try to grow a company to 400. I think a lot of small service-based companies, really, they, they're going to struggle up into the 25, 30, 40 people. Yeah. You're making leaps into those kind of sizes. Right. You're, you're building you're building leadership structures that are just completely complex. Yeah. So what what did you want to do something that big or Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we had an appetite okay. for growth and okay. and thought that, you know, in that space of advertising <clears throat> agency primarily, PR to a lesser extent, mm. um, it's either grow or die. Mm. Because if you're okay. not growing, you're going to lose accounts. You yeah, know, you yeah. Can just, okay. You can bet on that. Yeah, that's how that works. That's how it works. Yeah. So why not continuously win businesses, Hmm. gain new clients, and grow. And there's such fun in growth. You know, you and I were talking before we started today, you know, surrounding yourself with bright people who are highly motivated. And, you know, an ad agency is a different animal than manufacturing and a lot of other businesses. It's, you know, our inventory goes up and down the elevators (laughs) every day. So and you got and it's hard to manage that. It's too. hard to manage that, yeah. and uh, particularly in creative services, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get a lot of uh, divas, uh, <laughs> yes. boys and girls, yes, who are divas do. in the advertising business. But they're also fun people to be around. Yeah, and as long as they're interesting, and helped us work hard, and do a great job for mm. our clients. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Just yeah. the way the people watching your show, yeah, are all about their client businesses yeah. because we're all here to help others. Yeah. And I took it as kind of a humble servant mentality. Let's help other people. And we made it part of the mantra that we only existed to help others succeed. Man. That's Wasn't awesome. about us. Yeah. And so you embedded that in a culture. And Absolutely. So is that why you kept good people? Like you're still in touch with a lot of your leaders. They're just still yes. part of your life. And uh, yeah. some of them are at, you know, Irwin. There's no Ridge. doubt. If, if, if you want to keep develop and nurture people, mm. one, find good people to begin with. Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, this is yeah. too much fun. Yeah, We held a leadership conference every year for about nine years until we just it just got to be so time-consuming. Yeah, we had I to know. kind of uh, put it in the history yeah. books. 
But um, we had people from all over the country and brought in speakers who could talk about brands and companies and lessons in leadership yeah. and brand management. We had a guy, um, Dave Ridley. Uh, he was the chief marketing officer, chief revenue officer for Southwest Airlines. Wow. One of the great companies yeah, yeah. You know, in America. Oh, yeah. And he's telling these stories about customer service. And he would preach about customer service because <laughs> yeah. it was such a mantra for Southwest. Yeah. And somebody just raises their hand and says, Dave, question for you. How is it that you train your employees to be so happy? Yeah. And On he every looks, plane. He looks everybody in the eye and he goes, and he laughed. And he said, we don't. <laughs> we hire happy people. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, well, <clears throat> darn, write that down. <laughs> you know, hire happy people. Go back to mm. your place of business and have a talk with the rest of your leadership team and say, hey, let's not focus quite as much on technical skill. Mm. But let's focus on people who want to be around people, make others successful. Mm. And and if they're happy, if you can tell that in an interview, there's a good chance they're going to help others be happy. Mm. Yeah. And we just found that if you do that for your employees and you give them opportunities to grow, yeah. they'll stay with you for a long time. So, yeah. yes, yeah. it's an honor to be around a lot of people who came through our doors yeah. and have gone on to do a lot of other things, yeah. and we're still close. Yeah. Well, so, and and I, we have that same vision for yeah. building a culture where, first and foremost, your team can be authentically cared for, yes. loved, yeah. uh, free to be creative, to have ideas and thoughts, and they just they transform your own company. You know, you absolutely don't have, you don't have to make it be what you want it to be. You get to let the culture form that company into what you want it to be. Yeah. Um, now, one thing though that's hard when that when you do that is when you have some vision for some team. You're like, oh, yeah. oh they're awesome, man. They're going to be here forever, and they come and they go. You know, I'm just not into it. I'm leaving yeah. in, a, in a month, yeah. and you're like, what? You're you're my person. Um. What do you do when leaders do that or when people do that? And you had such hopes for them. And it really, they're such a, a bedrock to a company. It blows yeah. the company up a little bit for trying to replace them. What do you do in those situations? Yeah, it's a great question. That's and hard. There is only one thing to do, and that is to wish them well mm, yeah. and tell them that um, you appreciate them mm. and what they did. Ask them if they know others who are like-minded <laughs> yeah. and who want to come learn and thrive in a place um, like where you're working, mm -hmm. what you're building, yeah. and know that if you you know part company on fr as friends, yeah. if they know that you care about them yeah. as much as you care about your vision and what you're trying to do, you might not. Yeah. You really right. might not. That's right. But try and live that anyway. You said something a minute ago that's a word that doesn't get talked about in business, yeah. and it should. Yeah. And that's love. Yeah, for you know, sure. It's 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 somewhat biblical, I suppose. Yeah. That as long as we're all here, we might as well love each other. That's right. <laughs> because in business, you learn that by unselfishly just loving people. Yeah. Um, and what they're going through, that you will win in the end. We lost some great people, and there were times I wanted to just smack them. <laughs> like, like we're awesome. You don't yeah, want to leave us. How could you leave us? <laughs> But, you know, they've got reasons. Maybe they can't even share with you. 
maybe they can't even express adequately. They don't know. And you have to respect that. Yeah, yeah. So you just move on. Yeah. And and we used to say, and I think every leader should have this mentality, when somebody leaves and, and people around you are looking at you like, yeah. what are you going to do? This yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Just go, next person up, yeah. gonna, we're going to replace you know, Susan was somebody even better. Mm, okay. And you and you have to believe it. You lead with hope. You lead with hope always. So Say, people are not freaking out around no, you, you, even if you might be upset. You can never freak out okay. or you can never show it. Okay. Never. Okay. Never, ever. Well, it helps what you're saying because um, Julie and I, the way we lead our team, when we bring them in, we almost can't help but to love them. We're like, That's right. we're actually just... It comes out of a gratefulness. We're like, wait, you're going to commit your career to our valuable position yeah. that we're trying to take. Uh, and so it's a gratefulness to say thank you to them. But then when you love them and they leave, you get hurt. And yeah. then you're like, but that's part of it, right? Because yeah, sure then you is. go love the next person. And that's just what you got to deal with, the ups and downs of the love of of strong people that you want in your life forever. Is that that you just got to deal with? Yeah, it? you do. You okay. just have to deal with it. And yeah. I think that's is that's uh, maturity yeah, and understanding. Okay. It, it's not going to be your opportunity to influence everybody to a point of not doing or, or of doing what they don't really feel. Yeah. is in their heart and mind. You can't make I, them. Yeah, I had a realization, and I don't want to use the I word too much in this because yeah. because we're all still learning. Right? Yeah. Oh man. Big but time. one realization came over me years and years ago. I've said this a number of times uh, to people in my leadership teams that one day after starting a little, you know, tiny speck of an advertising agency uh, all those years ago, and we did, we grew from two to 50 to 100. To, and in advertising agency terms, that's starting to get to be a big huge. agency. So that's by the time huge. we were, you know, 400 people, uh, along the way somewhere, it hit me. I, I just said this off the top of my head one night at an agency retreat, and it, it's it's worth remembering. I said out loud, when you come here, you don't work for me. I work for you. <laughs> because, you know, up until that time when you're an entrepreneur, yeah. and you think about it for your viewers and yeah. listeners today— Think about the fact that it is your job yep. to work for them yeah, for and sure. not the other way around. That's right. And I promise you, when you take on that attitude, yeah. you're going to have employees that care more because they get it that, holy cow, that guy could just go in his office and close the door and just bark out orders and send out memos. And <laughs> now he's out here caring more about us and our careers and what we want to get out of this experience. <laughs> And you do that, and guess what happens? They'll run through brick walls for you. <laughs> That's so awesome. So so it's either the right thing to do right. or it's just manipulative as hell. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which. Who knows? But it does come out of your heart. You do. It does. When, it does. Because entrepreneurs, and if, you know, the, the people listening are entrepreneurs, it – but it is a lifestyle, right? When oh, you yeah. become an entrepreneur, it is a mental and emotional devotion yeah. of your life. Yeah your body, your mind, your heart. And if you love what you're doing, that's all great. It does, it can wear you down sometimes. Absolutely. And so, but there's no sense going through that with people you just don't want to be around or people that just don't want to be where you are. Yeah. And so it's worth hiring the right people. Now, 
we we teach a lot of our Thrival members too. We're actually doing a course on hiring pretty soon about the first 90 days of hiring and and the keys to that first 90 days. And we have learned it. I mean, we try these tests, personality profiles, right, and you sure. eventually figure out, wait, this is not all science. There's man, there's science, there's demographic, there's gut. Yeah. Like, what are some principles to hire well? Because you said earlier, hire the right people and you're gonna kill it. Yeah. But how the heck do you hire the right people? Is there a five-point test or is there a process or do you just get lucky all the time? Well, boy, that's a that's a good one. That's a loaded question. And you <laughs> that's know hard. It. That's hard. Shame on you. Answer the um, question. Answer the question. Yeah. I feel like I'm being interrogated. That's right. Here. Tell not me a, the answer, please. Well, you start, yeah, there are a few things. One, uh, you start with what you what you don't want or mm. what you can't have. And and we talked about this all the time. We still Talk about it at Endeavor. Yeah. Uh, no jerks allowed. Love no, it. No jerks. Now, we don't say jerks. We say something more, um, well, Direct. descriptive <laughs> about their backsides. <laughs> but we will not have that. You know, yeah. I, you know I, I did some of that early on in mm. building, you know, an ad agency. And after a while, it just wears you out. Yeah. And you go, why do we have to put up with her? Yeah. Or him yeah. just being an absolute jerk. Yeah. To other people. For no reason. For no reason. So yeah. you can't you can't tolerate it. Yeah. Um and 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 the best way to avoid what to do about it is not to start with it. Okay. You, you know? So yeah. if you detect and I really do believe in checking people out. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're yeah. not checking references, yeah, and okay. I mean deeply, yeah, yeah. shame on you. Okay. Yeah, so that's one thing. So you're Reference, saying do your due diligence oh, on hiring. Yeah. That's the, one of the most important things. Don't skip yeah. on that. Okay. And resumes don't mean a damn thing. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, they just don't. So you got to check people out. Got to check people out. Okay. And then you really do want the interview. Um, you know, my some of my leaders had certain questions they would yeah. ask, and yeah. there's a magical question or two. I never believed that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what, what in interviewing, Get to know somebody. Yeah. Instead of just asking what they did at their last job and yeah. how much success did they create, sure. Yeah. You want to know those things. Yeah. But ask them what to do, what they like to do on Saturdays. That's cool. Or, you know, at night when they're not working, you like to cook. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. And then let it just become a dialogue. And over the course of that session, mm. you'll find out who the person is, ah. how they feel about dogs. If they hate dogs, <laughs> The hell with them. <laughs> you know, you, you, if you have me, somebody come into my place and tell me dogs are, you know, terrible and you, you don't want to be around a dog ever, then I don't want to be around you ever. Sorry. So it's knowing who you are yeah. and knowing who you want to be with Absolutely. you and to grow with you. Now, that's that's interesting, especially in an accounting field. Well, in a, uh, an agency, it you start to focus on the technical, right? You well, start you to, have to focus on the okay, technical. Okay, so you're saying do that. Yeah, but it's, but it's both because okay. you want a rounded person. Yeah. So in accounting, yeah, boy, the technical skills yeah. are so demanding. Yeah. And specific, yeah, tax that, that you can yep. learn yeah. quickly. Yeah, you know what type of you know what what's this person got? Do they have the goods yeah. for the job? That's yeah. the technical stuff. Yeah, yeah. And beyond that, do they want to grow? Mm. Do they want to help lead others? Yeah. So you know, a lot of people. If you just ask them, yeah, they'll tell you. I really want to be part of leading and building yeah. a great organization. Yeah. If you have people telling you that. 
give them a chance. Oh, man. And, you know, here's the other thing I believe in, and um, I, don't, I don't think I'm alone in this. Um, let young people thrive. I mean, God, get out of the way. We, we learn more and more that, you know, these 20-somethings and 30-somethings, you know, they, they're waiting <clears throat> for the chance mm. to lead. And if you're trying to do it all by yourself, and not letting them have time on stage, mm. whatever the stage is yeah. for you, presentations. I, yeah. I I had the good fortune to witness in my New York years uh, an account supervisor, very senior guy when I was mm. just a wet behind the ears punk. <laughs> and I go into a room and there are not enough seats at the table. Mm. Here this guy's kind of at the head of the table okay. and I'm, you know, I'm kind of in the back. Uh, and can't even get to the table. And so I'm going to pull up a chair, and I'm, you know, back against the wall, just some nobody, yeah. right? What do you think this guy did? He invited you to the table. He invited he? me to the table, and he said, take my seat. <laughs> and he wow. sat away from the table and let the leadership teams and some of his younger people just take over. And he sat there and knew, he knew a little bit about me, that I had a desire to do some of that. Yeah. Was I ready? No. No. But he wanted to see how ready I was. Give young people a chance. I love that. Isn't that great? So so what does that mean in a, in a business? So let's say you have a team of 15. Yeah. So we lead meetings every week. So l- let them lead let, some Let meetings. them lead a meeting. Okay. You know, find out, you know, quickly. And if you're in accounting, advertising, personal services yeah, yeah. work of yeah, any kind, yeah. at some point, people are going to have to present. Yeah. And you've got to be sure. good on your That's right. feet. And if they're not, you know, I, there are some jobs and there's some places in an accounting firm where maybe that's not necessary. Yeah. But you're going to have to have human interaction. Yeah, for sure you so do. So find out yeah. how good they are on their feet, and you don't find out until you put a little pressure on them. That, but you don't want to. People don't want to pressure their team. No, no, and right? but, but if you don't challenge people, if they you don't won't give grow. them the opportunity. Because you know what they want to do, Jason. They they want to go home. <laughs> you know, at the end of a day, and say, "Wow, guess what happened to me today?" Yeah. You know, Joe called on me and asked me to come up and present part of the such-and-so <laughs> presentation, I've never done that. Well, how'd it go, honey? Yeah. You know, it was great. And they all clapped at the end of it. And, and so you they're know, learning people, feedback oh about God. themselves. Yeah, they're getting that support. Yeah. And probably they'll get a little coaching afterwards. Yeah. And be told, hey, a couple things you might want to remember. Yeah. And, you know, but when you criticize, I think the best thing to do is you don't, call somebody out, never undress them or in tell front them of people. in front of people. No, yeah. don't even go there. Yeah. Now, the way to do that is to wrap your arm around them nice. and just tell them person to person, yeah. Joe, here's, here's what you might want to do next time. Yeah. Think about this. Yeah. They'll take, they'll take that all I day love long. It. So a lot of times if, if we're trying to put somebody out there to let them lead, we're thinking about our client. We're like, they're gonna, will they screw up this relationship? Like, yeah. And and that's a fearful place too. It is. And I've seen it happen. You have to. Yeah. And but, you and you've got to be careful. You know, mm-hmm. you practice really does matter. Yeah. You know, 
a lot of us who are you know think we're gamers, yeah. we don't want to practice. That's do right. We? We right. Just, just let me do the show, baby. Come That's on, right. Let's go. Get on stage. Well, guess what? I my business development head, you know her, mm-hmm. Shannon Wilbanks. Yeah. She used to say, "I don't care what you say. You you may be the president. We're doing a practice tonight at six <laughs> o'clock. Sounds that like means my party. Seventeen people." are going to be here for three hours starting at 6 p.m., and we'll have dinner brought in. Uh, but we're doing the whole presentation. Everybody's going to do it, and then we're going to critique it the next morning, and then we're going to do it again. Mm. And you go, you know, oh, my God, <laughs> killing me. I but, can pull this off. I'm awesome, yeah, right? Because the time I didn't insist upon that, mm. and it might have been before Shannon joined our team, mm. I let two people in. I was trying to be the nice guy, mm-hmm. the leader everybody loved. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that, too, because being yeah. loved is not what it's all about. That's right. Mm. Um, and I wanted to give these two young people a chance to present. Didn't have any practice. Mm. Go into the room. They died on stage. They just, I, I don't know how to describe it any different. They blew it up. They blew it. And it it mm. really, we didn't win the account. Mm. And we had to go home. You know, those of us who knew better and say, well, that's on me. Yeah. I messed that, that up. Yeah. I had these two people. I can name their names today. Oh. That was over 25 years ago. Oh, my gosh. I had them. I put them in a position to fail. They had no chance. They weren't ready. They didn't know the material. They'd never stood in front of people and gotten, you know, used to the what do I do about my shaking leg. Yeah. you got to go through some of that in practice. Okay, that is amazing. Yeah. So Ted Lasso will teach you a lot about oh, practice. I, love, I knew you had to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> There's my commercial for yeah, Ted oh, Lasso. We're gonna we're gonna get to that here <laughs> yeah. in a minute. But it's it's interesting what you said is we do as uh as leaders, we do we do love our team, but we can take that to a fault and we do want them to love us. And so we want to be that fun person. Yeah. And there's something to that. Yeah. But Boy, that can take you down a wrong, dark road, Boy, too. And so how do you – or is your goal to make your team like you? Well, Man, that's not it, a goal. it was mine. Okay. I, I, I wanted to be loved. I didn't know it. I'll I tell you a quick story <laughs> if you've got a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to a, a, a somewhat legendary uh, business leader here in the <clears throat> Greenville, South Carolina area, and – I was telling him about a, a problem I was having. I was a very young, you know, president, CEO, whatever you want to call it. And I, I had somebody that was begging to be fired, really needed to be wow. one of those. We we yeah. let a jerk in the door yes. and she got worse as she felt like she had more power. Right. And I'm describing the situation to him. And this guy was very wise. Everybody in town, you know, thought he was among the wisest people in town. Wow. And he listens to me patiently for like 15 <laughs> minutes. And he said, how long have you been putting up with this? I said, oh, it's been about a year. And he goes, okay. And he goes, he said, you know what your problem is, Joe? I said, no. He yeah, goes, tell me. your problem is you want everybody to love you. <laughs> and as soon as he said it, I went, ouch. You knew it was true. I knew it was true. I knew it was true. And he said, how do you think I knew that? I had no idea. And he goes, he said, because I was the same guy. And he said, you know, here's what you need to understand and what everybody listening and watching mm. needs to understand. You know, you if, if people love you, great. But that's not what is required. They must respect you. Ah. And if you let somebody exist in a leadership position because you think 
she's good to you or he's good to you. Well, of course they're good to you, but they may be mistreating everybody else. Okay. But if you if you let that stay because you don't want to be unpopular with him or her, then you're letting everybody else down. Mm. And you know, a leader doesn't does not tolerate that. So he told me that he'd been through the same thing, and his wife jerked the knot in him. And one night he came home, and she listened to him complain for you know months. And she finally said to him, "Do you want to you know tell me this story again tomorrow night, the way you have for the last two hundred nights? Are you going to fire, or the do person? you want to go to sleep and sleep well tomorrow night?" Right. He fired the person the next day, <laughs> and I learned that lesson. I think for everybody here today, you know. But you have the courage to actually lead. Leadership mm. does not take reading books. I, I'm not against books. I I've read some. I've read a lot of books. Yeah. But leadership is having some common sense and some courage. And and if you don't have courage or common sense, I don't care how many degree black belt summa <laughs> leader whatever all that bullshit. Forget it. You got no chance. That's right. Because you're going to be faced with situations where you're going to have to be courageous. Yes. There's just no way around and it's, it. Yeah. No. And situations where you don't know what to do, and you're going to have to make a move, make a decision, wrong or right, and it may not mean people like you all the time. And, and it's going to hurt. Yeah. It, and if it doesn't hurt, then you're not human enough. Yeah. But you know what? You've got to do it. You've got to. I love it. That is some wisdom. So, Joe, there's so something's going on in this pandemic market in the labor market yeah. is is really weird. And entrepreneurs that are growing businesses, they they try to sift through it and understand what's happening so they can find good people. And especially in the accounting profession, I think this is true in the creative services area too, where a lot of teams are up and leaving. They're moving away from a lot of the accounting firm leaders that we lead in a yeah. lot of our programs. Right. Yet, no, also they're hiring and they can't find people to hire. Yeah. And so we don't. We're trying to figure out the solution. But what what do you do when markets change on you? You know, there's sometimes there's a boom market. And you're like, crap, we're growing. Everybody wants to buy more from us. And then there's markets where everybody's scared. And so your mm -hmm. clients pull their funds back, you know? Right, right. Well, how do you navigate that stuff? Now, you have a team with salaries, right? So yeah. you've committed to them, and then you have this market over another, you know, six to nine months, and they start to pull back some of their funding. Yeah. How do you navigate just weird markets that you couldn't expect or you don't know what to do with? What do you do with that? Well, that goes <clears throat> to, you know, having the goal of growing, of always growing, because yeah. you, you know that there will be times— when you're going to lose business mm. or clients okay. will just spend less. Yep. So if you if you're growing, you can still keep the team together okay. because otherwise you let you lay people off. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. that simple. Yeah. And it's that painful. That's hard. Too. Um. But you know that's that's a sixty four thousand dollar question, right. if you yeah. will. And the the one thing I do know, and I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer that um, definitively, but do know this: recessions come and go. Mm. And part of the That's nice. a mindset is to is to have this mindset. Perhaps, yeah. I know there's a recession. Say to yourself, right? I know there's a recession. It's real. I choose not to participate. <laughs> I, I said that to a friend years ago in one of the recessions, and he and he just laughed out loud. And he said, "Are you serious?" Yeah. I said, "Yeah, I'm dead serious. We're we're just not going to participate in the recession." <laughs> and so we, I'm laughing. That's we great. just kept pitching 
for new business, yeah. when some of our current <laughs> stuff went down, we said, all right, before we blow this thing up or think there's something wrong with us, let's go beat the streets and hit the streets and, you know, try and gin up, <laughs> gin up some new business to fill in the gaps. And you can do that in a lot of personal services companies. Mm -hmm. I, I would say in accounting, it's still a people business. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the word gets, you know, for accountancies, I think it's all about what's the reputation. Yeah, for Reputation sure. is everything Huge. with accountants. When somebody yeah. tells me you're looking for a new accounting partner, I, I'm going to what do you think of the people? Yeah. Not not the skill sets. Yeah. I mean, tell sure. me they're they're qualified. Yeah. But what uh, will they sit down with me? Will yeah. they really understand how we make our money? Yeah. You know, because and being good listeners, I think, you know, I listen to accountants mm. and boy, I'm like, you know, tell locked me. in. Yeah. Tell me because I don't know your world. Right. But you listen to me about my business yeah. and about what we're doing and understand where the pain is and the opportunity and, and, and coach, but being good listeners and listen to the market and to what people are telling you about why folks are picking up and leaving. We, there is a seismic shift, right? Yeah. Going on because yeah. of the pandemic. That's not like any yeah. recession we've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. It's fundamentally changing. I, I saw we're one of the largest accounting firms yesterday mm. Just put in, I think about 150 million dollars into co-work spaces. Ah, because we're going to fundamentally change the way we work, and that was into WeWorks, which has blown up once. Oh yeah, and is now kind of being reborn, and and it's fascinating. You know, you have to change with the time. Yeah, but don't change mm. who you are. Okay, so for your accounting firm for your personal services company, never change your belief in who you are, what you are, how you do business. So don't ever let your values change with the market. Okay. Just change the way you approach things. Okay. So you're you're saying you got your core values, your culture, your team. Yeah. You rally around that. Absolutely. Always. Always. And you have the courage as a leader to move the jerks out that don't need to be there. But as the market changes, Change your business model around. Change your team yeah. structure. Change your pricing model. You have to be willing to die to old things to survive. That's right. Okay, and that's what that's what matters. Yeah, and that's that's you know also some of the fun stuff. You know, the famous CEO of General Electric for so many years, uh, Jack Welch. Yep. He used to talk about. And I, I didn't agree with this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But about pruning every year yeah. and like cutting ten percent or maybe twenty. I don't even know yeah. of your labor pool every year, just cutting them. And I'm going, you know, that sounds harsh. However, there's some fairness to it that, you know, even when you're growing, when times are good, mm. we tend to let growth sometimes cover up some warts. Oh, so true. You know, we, you know, we think, oh, we're making more money, more money, yeah. we're growing, we got more clients, more employees, blah, blah, blah. And you find out, well, we're still kind of sloppy because our margins really aren't that good. Right. Maybe we need to do a little pruning. Yeah. And that can be, that takes courage. That's hard. That's hard as hell. That's hard, man. And I wasn't good at it. That's Because hard. even after I learned the lessons of being, you know, courageous and, and doing the hard things, I still ultimately am a softy. Right. You know? You still go struggle with it. You still go struggle. Yeah. But, but, but I tell you what, about firing somebody, now here's a lesson in that. I don't know about your listeners watching today, your viewers. Um, after you fire somebody for the first time, 
The second one's a whole lot easier. <laughs> it is. You, you, you got to get it, over the hump. You first get so. over the hump. If it's somebody who deserves to be fired, right. layoffs, that's that's different. Mm. That hurts deeper than any hurt there oh, is man. when it's not because of anything they did. They did, yeah. You just have to make a correction. Yeah. But firing a jerk, no, it's like, all right. All right, five minutes, five you're minutes. out. Get a box. <laughs> Let me show you where the street is. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Joe, I know we're we're going to wrap up, but I I do have to ask you <laughs> about your other endeavors, uh, yeah. which is funny. That's the name of the co work you and Shannon started. Yeah, uh, you are into endeavors. Uh, if nobody is, Joe, yeah. um, so you're running this, you know, Irwin Penland, four hundred person agency. <laughs> a few years ago, you start a professional soccer league. Do you did you know what you were doing? Hell no, <laughs> I still don't. You got your triumph shirt on, and I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, how complex to move to a whole different yeah. thing you've never done before? Yeah. Were you scared, and why did you do that? Apple Plus, Ted Lasso, watch <laughs> it, you'll know. Um, why? Well, I played soccer uh, in high school. And found it to be just a, a great sport. Um, you know, uh, we learn a lot of t- team skills and leadership skills playing sports, we right? We do, yeah. I think any man or woman watching this today, if yeah. they played any kind of sports, yep. you know, you, benef- uh, you benefit from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did, uh, certainly. And a quick story, I know you've got to wrap up. That's right. But I was on a team my uh, first year playing in high school. It was the first year of the sport, in high school. Ah, of it, that, for that school. Yeah, of that school. Okay. And we were, and that school's right here in Greenville, South Carolina, yeah. in the suburb of Taylor's. Hey, come on. Uh, come on. And uh, we had 11 white kids, you know, on the team. Yeah. We sucked. I mean, we were horrible, Jason. Horrible. Bad. Uh, we had one of the worst records in the whole state. Our school was late joining the movement to start high school soccer. Oh. The next year, I'm the captain. It's my senior year of high school, mm. just our second year as a team. A few things happened. As the captain, I did a little recruiting, but but had some stuff fall into our lap, too. Mm. Yeah. Um, foreign exchange students. Nice. One from India. Rye Banerjee, and one from Ar- Argentina, Martin Maciel. You already you know him. Darn right I know him. Because here, I was captain, and our coach didn't know. You know, he was new, too. Yeah. He'd been a, like a math teacher or something. <laughs> and he became one of the great coaches in the in, wow. in state of South Carolina. That's amazing. But we went from being the worst team to the best team in the state, undefeated my senior year. and And it showed me something. It showed me Joe, the, that's amazing. Yeah. It, it taught me what real diversity you know, means. Yeah. Not politically correct right. diversity. Right. And that's got a place. Yeah. But you know, but because we had African Americans and Argentinian Indian right. and, and some new athletes in yeah. the mix. Uh it was it was amazing. And we all learned from each other. Like, you know, I, I made the joke all the time to the other guys on the team. Guys, when either Rye or Martine, have the ball, just get out of their way. Okay? <laughs> Move to the side. Move to the side. We'll do five. <laughs> and we were winning by scores of like seven to two. Oh, my gosh. Like you were embarrassing people we at were, the same we were, time. We were really good. <laughs> and, and, and then over time, you know, you, you see in sport, there's only one sport in the world that I know of, and I don't know enough. 
but I think there's only one where the game is exactly the same ah. for girls and boys. Ah, okay. Same ball, same fields, okay. same net, ah. everything. It's not even true in lacrosse. The yeah. equipment's different yeah. and stuff. Um, I didn't know and that. And so, yeah. you know, that there's a democratization for that. Yeah. And you don't need money. Yeah. That's why whether you're in Rwanda yeah. or Rhode Island, yeah. boys and girls can play soccer. Yeah. And there's just something about that that brings joy to people. And our mission at Triumph is, I think, a great mission. It spoke to what we started with today, mm. which is something based in love, which is it's not about soccer games. Soccer's fun, but it's just a platform. Mm. Our mission is to create and spread joy, period. It's awesome. There's no mention of soccer in our mission statement. It's just create and spread joy. And along the way, we've had a, a pretty good team or two. Yeah. There's a reason there's a star. Well, you've won championships. Because we're the so. league champions of USL League One. So, you know, that's – when you do that, when you achieve that, and, and winning games is not even part of your mission statement, <laughs> it tells you what's possible. Yeah. And, that, and that's true of the folks on this call today and, yeah. or this, you know, um, cast, broadcast yeah. – is that if you base your mission, and and not a mission statement, maybe it's a core purpose. Yeah. If your core purpose is so big that it really brings everybody into it, and everybody knows, I want some of that. Mm. I want to. I want to create joy. I want to spread that. Hell, you can do anything. Yeah. And you end up winning games. And too. you end up winning games, and that's not bad. Right. That's and part bad. of that too is, guess what? We hired. <laughs> Arguably the best coach in America. Mm. You know, he's in the Soccer Hall of Fame, John Harks. Mm. You know, you, and again, that speaks to hiring incredible talent. Wow. And then do you know how often I have to tell John Harks how to run the team and what plays? <laughs> never. They need you never. to not do that. I do not do that. <laughs> you just go, thank you, John. I th yes. <laughs> I, I do that with every member of the organization because, uh. again, let's remember w what we said before. They don't work for me. Right. I work for them. Right. You're there to let them shine. They, That's right. And in soccer, for sure, right, they do have the platform. Oh. Every single every week. Every day. Right. And there's, you're always in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. not on the field. Oh, no. No, I haven't scored yet this year. Yeah, you're not one of the stars. <laughs> no, no, no. My playing days are over. <laughs> but, but, hell, you know, that doesn't mean we can't feel like winners in yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. I, I think when I ride around town and see this – Shield. It's everywhere. Of course. It's everywhere it's in Greenville. Incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. That's amazing. That's well, why we need to build a stadium, which is a, another story yeah. for another day. Well, it's just wild. You would dive into something that can be so new, so complex, right? And you just wade through it. But if you wade through it with the joy of going, there's just going to be another 20 people I get to spend my life with. That can't go wrong. That sucks. You know, I mean, you know, just just be with the same people over and over. You you got to constantly, you know, forge new pathways yeah. and, and and try things. You know, we were talking your partner Julie, yeah. and I are the type who bore quickly. That's right. And I love endeavor. Right. And I love what we've created. Yeah. Twenty thousand square feet, it's about one hundred thirty-five members all told. Yeah. And it's cool. But if I just ran that yeah. and nothing else, no, I'd, I'd go stir crazy, partner. <laughs> 
Yeah, be saying, you need multiple things yeah, to keep you busy. You'd, you'd, you'd say hi to me at the coffee machine, and you know, you'd get that guy something to He's do. He's one of the jerks you got to fire. Yeah. <laughs> i got to go look in the mirror to fire the latest That's jerk. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, Joe, this is awesome just to hear you talk about your journey yeah, and thanks. all the in, the endeavors you're you're getting into and, and why. And just to hear your heart is about, man, it is all about people. It is. Just to... Who do I get to be with in life more so that I can care and love people and spread joy? And it's, it's a pretty good deal. Man, if that's the basis of your culture, you tend to sell more accounts and sell more accounting and win more games if you're if you're if you got your head on straight. It's weird how that can actually work. How that can actually be a business strategy. I know. Is you know, you you can't like put it on paper too much. In fact, last thing I'll say, when yeah. people ask me over the years, we started a few companies along the way. What's your business plan? Yeah. You know, let me see that before we right. you know sign up, get on board, loan right. you money, whatever. Right. I got I can put it on a napkin. <laughs> we don't. We don't need to do a thirty-page business plan. Right? No, it's not that complicated. Right? And we're I'm, gonna, I'm we're not going to go read people. four books on leadership either. <laughs> Courage, common sense, and serving others. Yeah, That's I love it. it. Very cool. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Joe, for My being pleasure. on the Thrivecast with us. We really thank appreciate you. it. All appreciate right. you having me. It's over. been great to have. All right, you. bud. All right, take care. See ya. See ya. See ya.